So all those hero doctors out there, and maybe nurses too. I don't know if nurses swear to a Hippocratic oath, but doctors sure do. I'm going to read a couple of these. A lot of them are similar or the same. They're adapted from the, I believe it was Greek, the famous physician Hippocrates, known for his quote, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And if you see what's going on, uh, you have doctors and healthcare workers actively telling people to not come to their hospital or refusing medical care, actually refusing medical care. If they have a ideological idea, ideological difference on wanting to take a medical treatment, in this case, a vaccine, it is unbelievable. It's also unbelievable that people aren't getting sued like crazy. Uh, I think they will eventually, but I just think it's getting harder to do because the politics of it right now. But let me just read this for you. And regardless of whether you think about any of this stuff, we're talking about medicine here, right? And to refuse somebody medicine or treatment is to violate an oath, a sworn oath. So, so what? So is that okay? This is the problem with all politics today. And it's a problem with that just ridiculousness that is safety, liberty, etc. As Franklin said, if you give up a little temporary liberty for safety, you deserve neither liberty nor safety. And that's what politicians do today to try to get more power. I mean, I mean they do it they, to get more power. 9-11 and the Patriot Act, the most unconstitutional thing there is, they can basically lock you up at Guantanamo Bay, label you a terrorist, and then throw away the key. No right to due process, no right to a lawyer. It's just inhumane and disgusting. And if they interpret you as a bad person, they can do that. And that was like supposed to be a temporary measure, but the Patriot Act is still alive and well, hasn't gone anywhere, has it? So this is just another example of that. Whether you think the COVID hysteria was on purpose, whether it was accidental, it doesn't matter. Governments are using it to their advantage. The powerful are using it to their advantage. The powerful are using it to get and maintain power. The powerful are using it to violate human rights. Even if you think it's okay for them to do that, it's still happening. So we have to at least acknowledge that it's happening. And it is violating law. It is violating constitutional rights and the Bill of Rights. So look at this. So the Declaration of Geneva of the World Medical Association, adopted in 1948, amended in 1966 and 1983, goes like this. I solemnly pledge myself to consecrate my life to the service of humanity. Huh. I mean, I'm going to read each one of these lines and just kind of laugh to myself at the blatant violations I'm seeing. It just, it, it's, it boggles my mind. And I don't know why it does because humans are humans. Humans are just these evolved apes and we think we know so much. I guess I have more faith in humanity and I have more faith in people and I have more faith in logic and truth, but that's my mistake. It's my mistake to have faith in those things or at least to assume others will value those as much as I do. I, I, I don't know. I struggle with this so much. I don't know what it is. What is my, what is my pain with this? What is my gripe with this? Because every time I think about these things, even after studying evolutionary psychology and biology and history for just a long time now, I still am like bamboozled by what's going on. It's like 
I know why it's going on because I understand human bias and the stories we tell ourselves. And I've studied Hitler and I've studied the Holocaust and I've studied history and I've studied, studied communism, socialism. I've seen what humans can do to other humans if they believe they're righteous. I've seen what religion can do in the holy wars. And I understand this from an evolutionary perspective. I understand how power corrupts the human mind because humans did not evolve in nature to have power. It's just the opposite. We evolved in nature in groups that were as equal as possible, which is why when a small group of humans get power, they always, always abuse it or get to this point where they justify these things and they always talk about the greater good and they convince themselves of the good guy even when they turn into the bad guy. But it still boggles my mind and hurts me. It's almost like my idealistic self that truth will win out and that truth is even something people want to find. I have this almost romantic notion that that is what people pursue, but they don't. And a lot of them don't know. They don't even know to pursue this. They're not aware of it. So it's not necessarily like they're doing it on purpose, but in some ways by not taking the responsibility on to think for themselves and understand these things, it kind of is their fault and on purpose. So sorry, first line. Second line, I will give my teachers the respect and gratitude which is their due. I will practice my profession with conscience and dignity. The health of my patient will be my first consideration. Huh. I will respect the secrets which are confided in me even after the patient has died. I will maintain by all the means in my power the honor and the noble traditions of the medical profession. My colleagues will be my brothers. I will not permit considerations of religion, nationality, race, party politics, or social standing to intervene between my duty and my patient. I will maintain the utmost respect for human life from its beginning even under threat, and I will not use my medical knowledge contrary to the laws of humanity. I make these promises solemnly, freely, and upon my honor. Oh, man. So there's like a lot of different ones in these. The Oath of the Healer, the Modern Hippocratic Oath by Dr. Louis lasagna and here's a good one from the world medical association declaration of geneva oh this is one i just read i think yeah so this might be the one that is most widely used and i think different hospitals and things have different ones but i've seen doctors actively refusing treatment to individuals if they're not vaccinated. I've seen nurses and, and doctors, you know, like basically um, condemning or ostracizing or attacking, shaming, you know, labeling people that don't want to get vaccinated, that don't want a medical treatment. It's It's unbelievable. And it's all under this false narrative that it's for the greater good or it's for other people's safety. But like, if you actually look at what these current gene therapies do, they don't prevent people spreading. <laughs> they don't prevent people from getting them. And they may may prevent or reduce likelihood of death, but there's a lot of people that are dying from the vaccine itself. So should they have taken the chance with a 99.8 survival rate, which is, which is actually inflated, 100% inflated. So it's probably closer to like 99% survival rate. Or... Should they get this medical intervention because it's highly politicized and there's no long-term studies 
and I mean, but like the government's trying to force them to do it, which the government has had absolutely terrible track record of doing things for the for the health of anybody, and their violations of natural human law and rights and just crimes against humanity, just to use government, right? There's books full of this stuff. It's not usually taught in school, but you can go look at what happened in Hawaii. Go look at Philippines. Go look at everything we've done. Vietnam. I mean, anywhere where America's gone in and basically said, well, you need democracy and we're going to basically kill you because you need democracy. And then they proceed to enslave and destroy and pillage and plunder. It's crazy. So honestly, all I wanted to do was share the Hippocratic Oath. It's something along these lines. I don't know if this is this exact one that every physician, you know, swears on or whatever, but it's something along these lines. And all of them in some capacity are about treating my patient willingly, without prejudice, anybody that comes to you that is a potential patient, treating them with the same universal care, regardless of anything outside of that. Like you're dedicating you're pledging your life to the service of humanity. That's every human. And so it is a blatant violation of this oath that many have taken because they feel safe in their discrimination. That's really what's going on right now. People feel safe in their discrimination because they feel like the masses are doing it. And if you look back, I believe it's uh, something of Berlin is the book, like Echoes of Berlin or something like that. Germans that ratted on people hiding Jews thought they were doing it for the greater good because that's what the status quo was at the time. So they felt protected by the status quo. They felt they were doing the right thing because, you know, the faulty human brain is like, well, if everybody's doing it, then it must be the right thing. No, that's not the case at all. It's actually more likely to be the wrong thing. When you really study status quo, uh, politics, history, like when you really study why we're here, how we got here, why people think fat is bad for you and processed foods are good and grains. Like when you really look into a little bit below the surface to all these things, you see that the status quo, the narrative, what people think the masses believe is always, always, always wrong. And if it's not completely wrong, it's at least, it's at least partially wrong. It's at least lacking in very important context and nuance. If you have nurses, doctors, or anybody in the medical profession in your family, and they actively recommend this type of nonsense of discriminating and refusing treatment, I would simply ask them, what about your oath? Do you have a copy of your oath? What does your oath say? Can I, can I read the oath that you took? Don't make statements. Don't accuse them. You have to ask them questions. The Socratic method is the only thing that works with changing minds. It's the only thing because if you ask somebody a question, their brain makes it their idea. So if they answer your question and their answer, because it's like logical and the brain thought about it, conflicts with something that they believe that creates dissonance. Well, at least it's dissonance they created, which then it's usually like the first domino to go down in changing somebody's mind. But when you attack somebody, or at least you, know, you say something in which they feel attacked, uh, the dissonance that you create what they usually dig in with their own beliefs as a response to that dissonance. So externally create dissonance is actually fascinating. I kind of just stumbled upon this. I need to write about this. Externally create dissonance 
is perceived as an attack. And so the brain, the ego go into defense mode and dig into beliefs, all right? But if you can create dissonance inside the mind of the person, created by the person, him or herself, it's a completely different scenario because now there's two conflicting internal things that they have to fight through. And not everybody, but a lot of times, it's kind of like the first open door to potentially changing your mind. That's gonna be it for today, Better Human Podcast. Support the show, check out upgradedformulas.com. My good friend and products I use myself, Barton has this amazing company of these nano minerals that I take on a daily basis after doing the hair test. I highly recommend the hair test. It's really awesome. And it gave me a glimpse into exactly what I need to be working on. You know, no surprise here, but I needed iodine, magnesium. I was holding out of potassium, so I need more potassium. And I wasn't getting enough salt. And so I've added that to my morning routine, have some minerals and water. Water. That's how I start my day. I feel great feel a lot better uh, with my mid-morning slump and my sleep is definitely improved. So I highly, highly, highly recommend the hair test and then kind of optimizing, dialing in exactly what you need, creating a stack for yourself. And they have all those products, high quality stuff. And it's a company that I know, I use, I trust, know the founder, know the quality, know the dedication to the mission and optimizing, improving human health. You can use code BETTERHUMAN over at UpgradedFormulas.com. Get on the Better Human newsletter over at Colin.coach. I'll see you next one. One of the most important things is to make sure that your health is in check. And today's featured advertising partner, good friend of mine, owns a company called Upgraded Formulas. They sell very high quality, easy to absorb minerals that I use to optimize my minerals. Now, the thing that is so amazing about them, this company, these products that really sold me was the hair test. I did a hair test. I got a PDF, like three pages of minerals and heavy metals as well. I had a high mercury, so I'm working on that. I was high in potassium, which means I'm holding on to it. I actually need to supplement with that. And I was low in sodium and a couple other things. And so now I have a stack of boron. I have, I'm taking magnesium, iodine, which most people are deficient. And I'm taking these things to optimize my levels. And then probably every six months, I'll do another test to see where I'm at. Most tests bother me because it's like, a long drawn out process and blood work is actually just a short glimpse. So I don't actually recommend blood work that often for people because you're only getting like what's going on in your blood that day or that second or that hour. It's not a good holistic view. Whereas hair is a historical record. It's kind of like rings of a tree. You kind of have an idea of what was going on during that time. And for most of us, we have an average lifestyle an average amount of time we spend doing things and eating out and whatever. So a chunk of hair that they test multiple times gives you a pretty accurate representation of what your mineral profile likely is on most days. And so then you know forever that you might be like high in mercury or you might always need a little bit more potassium or magnesium is constantly a thing. You have like rest, rest you have restless leg syndrome, etc. And so then you can supplement with these as just a baseline and then maybe do the test every so often to truly optimize. Now for me, the mid-morning slump when I usually get tired, almost non-existent. This has been the the number one thing for that for me taking these products has helped with is that mid-morning slump. And I don't know, maybe it's the increased magnesium, maybe it's the iodine, maybe it's everything, maybe it's what I'm doing to try to combat the mercury, who knows. Test, don't guess, and then supplement strategically with upgraded formulas. Go to upgradedformulas.com and use code BETTERHUMAN for 15% off your entire order.